Mason Rudolph doesn't think Ben Roethlisberger could handle Matt Canada's offense or something equally controversial about something that wasn't at all controversial coming up on today's episode. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I had to think about it for a second. Good Monday morning to you. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into Hockey and or baseball, I also offer up daily shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. Mason was on the Jim Rome show over the weekend, and that in and of itself was kind of unusual. He's introduced as the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback, which felt striking in and of itself. I watched the whole thing. But on top of that, Mason being interviewed as a star component, as a face, a face, not obviously the face of the franchise, just felt like a little official, you know? Like, yeah, he's the quarterback. He's going to be the quarterback. And the interview went, you know, pretty uneventfully for the most part, as most of them do with Mason. He's anything but... uh a stir-the-pot type, a blank disturber or anything like that. He's just pretty much a normal guy. But then it got a little bit interesting, at least a teensy-weensy bit, whenever Rome asked Mason about his relationship with Matt Canada and what it might mean to work in that offense. Yeah, I think um, I, I like Matt, and I, I think you know there's... Uh, you know, I'll, you know, there's, um, I'm excited to take the, that next step. As I said, I think, you know, there were, there were some concepts, there were some things that Ben had ran and Ben had been comfortable with for 10 years. I mean, no matter who, you know, the coordinator was, um, he was tied to some concepts. And I think there was a bit of a, a mesh between him and the coordinator. I think, um, you know, you get that kind of leeway when you're, when you're an 18 year, you know, future hall of fame quarterback, but I, I'm excited this year to just, uh, kind of have the, you know, dialogue with Matt and, and um, you know, move forward into kind of, you know, his bread and butter. He's, he's a play-action guy. He's a, he's a uh, you know, push-the-ball-down-the-field guy. And uh, that's, that, I think that suits my style well. Now, you can see right off the bat, especially in the Capital N Nation, where anything at all that's said between the two quarterbacks is going to stir up some fuss. And it seemed to a little bit. Was Mason suggesting that Ben couldn't handle all of the Canada offense at his age? Was he saying that he'd be better at it and that kind of thing? For me, and knowing Mason, I have never, ever, ever gotten the sense, whether it's on the record, off the record, behind the scenes, third party, anything at all, that he's ever uttered to anyone a disrespectful syllable about Ben. So I'm not thinking that he waited until his first appearance on a national radio show to let that fly. Really wouldn't make much sense. But there is a component to this. The discussions on Mason's part about Canada that I have found very interesting. 
This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, maybe a flexible hybrid format would work best for you. Find out more about all of this at pointpark.edu. See, between this interview that Mason did and his session with us in the local media right after the season ended, it was striking, I thought, the extent to which he supported Canada and his offense. And not just because that stance would fly in the face of, you know, common sense. Meaning, <laughs> for those of us who watched this offense and watched this lack of imagination and lack of adjustment and lack of pretty much everything else, it kind of felt like, to cut to the chase, Mason's kissing up to the boss. You know? Maybe he is. Maybe he is. Maybe he's saying, hey, listen. I know there's going to be a quarterback competition here. I'm up for that. I'm always up for that. But none of these quarterbacks, not even Dwayne Haskins, is going to have the experience with this coordinator that I have. Oh, and by the way, they're not going to have the same level of belief and faith that I have in this coordinator because I really like him. See what I mean? I, I think that's a fair thing to suggest. I also think it'd be kind of weird if he didn't do it. It'd be a lot like a receiver saying negative things about his quarterback. You know, like, I mean, that guy needs to do a better job of getting me the ball. He's not making very good reads. Well, that's a great way to make sure he'll never throw you the ball. Mason's playing up one of his advantages. One of his own perceived advantages, but I think a real advantage, even if the Steelers do go and add Mitchell Trubisky or whoever from the outside, whoever that is has to come in and start from scratch. He doesn't. And I think he wants that known. Like now. Now, what I can't help but wonder, and I mean this is also right now, is whether or not Mason actually would be a fit in the Canada offense. He can talk about it. He can write poetry about it. But until I see it, I'm not going to buy it. The Canada offense, at least to what we've witnessed with our own eyes to date, has been a series of junky, short, sideways passes along with a terribly ineffective run game, along with a whole lot of, uh, at least in the first half of last season, sideways movement and alleged trickery and so forth. And I don't think of Mason Rudolph when I think of any of that. When I think a positive thought about Mason, I think first and foremost of his ability to connect downfield on intermediate and even deep routes. Has a strong arm. Has a good touch at distance. 
not at all a good touch up close. When he's settled in the pocket, and he's gotten a lot better at that in the past year, meaning the happy feet stuff, he can look around the field, he can survey at least a couple of options, and then put it where it needs to go. Again, if it's further downfield. Now tell me how I'm supposed to come to grips with the idea that that version of Mason, which is the best version that we've seen, is supposed to mesh with whatever it is we've seen from Canada. I don't get that. It'll be fascinating to see if it were to somehow come together. But for right now, for right now, what you're hearing from the Steelers quarterback, he is the Steelers quarterback, sounds a whole lot like the beginnings of this competition. When we come back, just one question. for just one question and that's brought to you always on this program by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbin, Kelly and George, LGKG they represent people who are hurt in car accidents who need assistance with workers comp and medical malpractice claims the attorneys at LGKG have been designated super lawyers capital S, capital L for the past 15 years and yes that is a real thing, the super lawyer designation is reserved for the top 5% of all attorneys in Pennsylvania. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. And today's J1Q comes from Crystal, and she asks, Good morning, DK. Steelers fans are getting a glimpse of the succession plan for GM, with Kevin Colbert stepping down, but what about Art Rooney? He's getting long in the tooth. Could the Steelers possibly be sold in the future. Well, Crystal Arts in his 70s, Arts in visibly great shape, and we never have to wonder about that because he watches Steelers practices a lot of the time while exercising on a stationary bike and looks pretty pale in doing so. So I'll start there in attempting to answer um, an obvious hypothetical question. And that is that there's nothing other than hypothetical to say here. Art's the owner of the Steelers. Art's running the Steelers. Art's going to do so for the foreseeable future. I can also completely tamp down anything at all related to a sale. We have seen some movement with minority owners and Thomas Tull in recent years, but there's never been any suggestion, including during that period, that the Rooney family would get out of owning the franchise. And I mean, not one peep. So I guess the next fair thing to bring up in this scenario is who would succeed? Art. And by every account, that would be Dan Rooney, meaning Daniel Martin Rooney, the son of Art, he's 
kind of been seen as being groomed for that role for a long time. He was once part of the Steelers coaching staff. He was a quarterback at Dartmouth. But way more to the point, he's Art's son. And that's kind of the way this has gone, hasn't it? You know, from the Chief to Dan Sr. to Art the Second, and now to Art's son. Once that time comes. But I can't stress this enough. That time is not here. There's been zero, zero indication of any kind of ownership movement, whether it's majority, minority, or anything, in quite some time. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We will do another one tomorrow. 